Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is How to Arise and Shine During the Coronavirus. How to Arise and Shine During the Coronavirus. Recording this here beginning of April 2020. Even if you're listening to this later, there's going to be truths for you about that you can apply to your life. First of all, we just are so thankful for just the encouragement that we received from so many of you. And it's just uh, powerful to be able to connect at a higher level. We've been doing different things on our social media, on Facebook, Igniting Hope Facebook, my personal uh, Facebook as well. And I just want to tell you this, this is the time to arise and shine. You've got what it takes. You can do this. You know, we're, we're feeling greater pressure. We've got greater resistance in our emotions. We've got greater uncertainty about the future. And it's putting uh, pressure on our beliefs and, and putting pressure on us to just embrace victim mindsets, pessimism, unworthiness, uh, self-pity. And by the way, so many you know, of us at times are going to feel like a failure because we're, we're going to a higher place where we're going to feel like a failure even in relationships. And, you know, we're in our home and and, and, and just the, the pressure of that. Some of you've got kids, you know, that you're, you're trying to do school with and all of that. And listen, uh, if you feel like a failure, by the way, next week, I'm going to talk about that. You know, what to, what to do all I'm not sure what I'm going to call it, but it's going to have to do something with feeling like a failure in this season. And we're going to address that. You know, some of us feel like failures, old habits are are cropping back up. But I want to tell you this, you're going to make it. You are going to make it through this. You were born for such a time as this. And, you know, like a sports team, we're like in a locker room at halftime. Some of you feel like you've, you've been you're way behind. Others of you, you're, you're just finding your lane. You're finding your grace. And for those, you're going to go to a higher place. You're going to go to a higher place. And I believe today's podcast, talking about Isaiah 60, is really going to speak to you. It's, it's spoken to me. And you know what I love to do is just share with you what, what speaks to me, how, how God is helping me during a time like this to be full of hope, to be full of joy, to be full of uh, confidence. And and so just this verse, you know, Isaiah 60 is a tremendous chapter. It is a tremendous chapter anytime, but it is especially relevant for us now. It describes a time of deep darkness on the face of the earth. But in the midst of this, it gives us wisdom to know what to do, what we have, and what blessings to expect in our future. Now, let me read Read verses 1 to 5 of Isaiah 60. Listen to this. Listen with your spirit. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see, listen to this, then you shall see and become radiant, 
and your heart shall swell with joy because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. And we're told here what to do. We're, we're told how to find new ways to positively influence ourselves and others. It's called a rising and shining. We're told what we have. I mean, we're, we're told that the glory of the Lord has already risen upon us. Uh, we're, we're told that our light has come. And, you know, just embracing that. Then we're told what blessings to expect in our future of, of relational uh, strengthening, sons and daughters coming back to us, abundance coming to us in our future. And all of this, all of this is spoken to us uh, to arise and shine in a dark time where it says, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you. And he's arising over you right now. And your arising and shining is not just something that's going to be, you know, out of your own human effort. But, but what happens is, is hope, you know, our ministry, Igniting Hope Ministries, hope is such a powerful thing because once we have a hope, you know, there's no, I say it every week and I'll say it again at the end, there's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people have true hope circumstances cannot stay the same and it says lift up your eyes all around and see it reminds me of john 4 35 where jesus says do you not say four months and then the harvest but i say to you look up and see the fields are white for harvest you say you know jesus basically is saying you say it's not happening yet you say we need to wait for something to wait for God to do something but Jesus is but I say to you look up and see the fields are white something's already happening right now to partner with something's happening in your life in your family look up and see you know we don't want to build a structure and ask God to fill it we want to find out what God's doing <clears throat> and build a structure around that build our our emphasis our revelation our our investments around that now, because hope, because hope people believe their solutions. That's one, of the, that's one of the bottom line things that we look up and see. We're looking up for solutions. We believe there's a solution. Once we believe there's solutions, there's answers, there's directions, then we begin to see what we hadn't seen before. We begin to see possibilities in, in very difficult situations. We begin to see how we fit in. We begin to understand. And that hope causes us to arise and shine. And people are drawn to that. People are drawn to hope. People tend to not want to follow hopeless leaders. <laughs> yeah, you just believe things are going to get worse. And certainly, we're not going to deny the facts. And the facts of situations like what we're in at times are going to cause us to have to make adjustments in our, our behaviors, adjustments in our plans. But, but the overall thing is this, is that we are people of hope. And we believe, you know, that hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present. And we have the power to help make it happen. And so this verse is, is just, I mean, this passage in Isaiah 60 is just so powerful. What incredible promises. And I remember, 
years ago, I felt like the Lord said, Steve, I want you to arise and become a father in this movement, in this revival movement. I said, Lord, I don't feel ready to rise up and be a father in this movement. He said, rise up anyway. You know, there's part of us that's just not going to feel ready. There's part of us, you know, of you arising and taking your place. You may feel you're unworthy to do that. You may feel you don't have the ability to do that. You don't have the time or the resources to arise. But the Lord just says, you know, he said, Steve, rise up anyway. And I say to you, rise up. Rise up, take your place in your family. Rise up, take your uh, your place in society. Believe you're important. Believe the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Just say, I'm important in what God's doing. I'm, I'm part of the solution in this hour. Whew. Yes. And you know, I've been thinking also, we, we see in the Gospels how Jesus created a culture around him where ordinary people became great world-changing influencers. They arose and shine. And I believe it's also important to know the same culture that created these 11 world changers also created a Judas. If our goal is to prevent a Judas, this is for us as leaders, if our goal is to prevent a Judas, we'll probably avoid cultivating greatness in us, in those around us. And But what I've been thinking about, this is not only true in leading others, but in leading ourselves. If we are primarily trying to prevent negative behaviors from surfacing in our lives, we will limit how much we can arise and shine. Let me say that again. If we, and, and this is a season where, you know, negative behaviors are, are, are wanting to pop up. Uh, you know, <laughs> and certainly if we're hurting people, you know, let, let's get help and, you know, in that. But, but for, for most of us, it's, you know, it, let me say this again. If we are primarily trying to prevent negative behaviors from surfacing in our lives, we will limit how much we can arise and shine. The darkness around us or seemingly in us will tell us to play it safe, to bury our talents, to wait for a more convenient time when things are not so dark but we're not called to live that way. Let me close today by giving you five keys that will help us to arise and shine. Five keys. Number one is overcome the fear of pride or the fear of becoming great. False humility, the fear of pride, and an overemphasis on the sovereignty of God has caused many to shrink back and neglect increasing their talents. And the parable of the talents Matthew, is in Matthew 25. Pride doesn't mean you think you are great. It just it means you think you are greater than other people. We all have greatness in us. We need each other's greatness to come forth. Do not fear to arise and shine. I need you to arise and shine in this hour. Number two is believe you have something special. And we've already touched on this. You know, the glory of the Lord has, has risen upon you. The light light has come. We've, we've got something. You know, the, the identity, if we're going to arise and shine, we need to believe that we're important. We need to believe that we are who God says we are, not who our past. And again, I'm not talking about, you know, being, you know, presumptuous and just, you know, trying to impress people and just doing weird things. But I am saying that we need to believe it. We need to believe we're important. We need to believe we've got a, a role to play. We need to believe nobody can say it like us. We need to believe we can reach a certain kind of person that probably few others can. 
Number three, to arise and shine is, is move forward. And we've been talking about that. I've been talking about that on social media. You've heard me on these podcasts. Reference Exodus 14, 15. The, the children of Israel are on the edge of the Red Sea. They're, that Red Sea is in front of them blocking where they're trying to go. <laughs> Future looks hopeless. The Egyptians are, are chasing them down from behind and their past is trying to catch up with them. And, and they're crying out to God and God says, why? Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Tell my children to go forward. And one thing that leaders are doing right now is helping people not just get neutralized and trying to just play defense against negative emotions, negative circumstances, but actually finding ways to invest in our future, to invest in what God has for us to do. Genesis 26, Isaiah's in a famine. Excuse me, Isaac's in a famine. He sows in a famine and reaps a hundredfold. He invested in his business. He invested in his future. And so whatever that means for you, whether it's taking courses, whether it's um, building on a business idea, whether it's learning new skills, or it could be just as simple as cleaning out your car, cleaning your room, organizing, working in your yard. All of that is forward movement. And when we move forward, Red Seas part. Number four is implement the power of thankfulness. And this is key four on how to help us arise and shine. The power of thankfulness. It says in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. And the moment we just add thanksgiving, and you know, my, my most important uh, declarations that I make have the words thank you in front of them. Thank you, Lord, you're meeting my needs. Thank you that I, I'm going to know what to do. Thank you that you are, are, are ministering in my family. Thank you, Father, you're giving wisdom to our national leaders. Thank you, Lord, all things work together for good. Thank you. And we capture lies. We capture the, the lies that want to create the anxiety through thank you. And then lastly, freshly surrender to God's plan for us. And the coronavirus impact has made our future seem more uncertain for, for many, including that of finances. This added uncertainty may make us wonder what life will be like in the next few years. Although this can be unsettling to our desire for security, these new levels of trust that we're, we're gaining right now position us for a life and purpose in God we may not otherwise have considered. And so it's just a time where we freshly surrender our, our idea, our plan, just like Abraham surrendered Isaac, was willing to give up his only son, that the promise, his whole promise and destiny was, was to be fulfilled in. He was willing to sacrifice Isaac in Genesis for, you know, God withdrew that request, that command, but Abraham's heart was shown in that and so he he's an example to us and so we surrender god give you my idea and i'm willing for whatever you need in the future i'm willing i I commit myself to that even if it's different than what what i thought and also we just surrender our, our our feeling like a failure we surrender 
all of the unworthiness. We, we don't allow guilt and condemnation to be our primary motivators. We surrender that. We, get, we, we surrender back into God's love. Romans 5.5, 5, and hope does not disappoint for the love of God has been poured out in our hearts. So while wow, Isaiah 60, just such a great chapter, arise and shine for your light has come and the hour we're arising and shining, which is now. You are an ariser and a shiner as deep darkness of, of this. We can call this coronavirus a deep darkness and this is our hour. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. If you love these podcasts, you know, just, and you're on a site where you're able to give a review to us, just please do that. We, you know, just uh, tell people you like this and also tell other people about our podcast, share it. We believe this message is so critical right now. And thank you for just being able to uh, shout it out to others. And we're here to ignite your hope. And I want to say it again. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. He, I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality there is. That our hope level determines our influence level. And he who is the most hope has the most influence. And remember too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I don't need strength at the end of the battle. I need strength in the middle of the battle. I need strength right now. So the joy of the Lord is my strength. A merry heart is good like medicine. Joy and laughter are part of my health and well-being plan and my strategy for longevity, strength, and, and, and just well-being. And, you know, for most of us listening right now, today is just not a good day to be radically joyful. <laughs> Whew. And so I just say, thank you, Lord, even now, stirring up your joy, even now, showing the one who's listening how to stir up your joy and have strength and health during this time. Thanks so much. I look forward to being with you on again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.